Once again, it's Thursday time for another edition of Thursday Coast with the founder of DailyCoast.com, the largest progressive community, the founder of Civics with a Q, and also the host of the ever-popular and ever-growing podcast, The Brief, Marcos Melitzis joins us. Hey, buddy, how are you? Uh, doing good, thanks. Uh, summer is here, and the kids are out of school, and uh, um, it, it's... The world moves on. It's 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 strange that it feels like we're almost halfway done with this year and uh, just started, didn't it? Yeah, it just started. Yeah, yeah. It, it just started. It just started, and unfortunately, has has started with once again more tragedy, more shootings. At this taking place, too, Marcos. While there are all these stories about the Biden administration being adrift and it's falling apart. Um, first of all, on on the shooting issue and, and the mass shootings, do you see any hope for what some of these senators are doing? They're they're gathering, they're talking, they're negotiating. I don't know anything's going to come of it. What do you think? Zero hope. I mean, <laughs> Mitch McConnell already came out and said there's growing consensus that the way we address this is school safety and mental health. I mean, they're already like saying, no, we're not going to we're not going to go anywhere near guns. We're not going to actually address the thing that is causing these uh, these uh, shootings, because as we all know, no, nobody else in the world has has uh, has this problem, not in the uh, developed world anyway, has this problem. Uh, and everybody's everybody has violent video games and they all have mental health issues and and they have schools. And so it's clear it's clear and obvious what the root cause is. And until we can win an election, handily win an election, we're at the whims of the NRA and the Republican Party. It's just that simple. People get the government that they vote for. And as long as Republicans win elections, because our core base does not turn out to vote for whatever reason, I mean, you have a Republican Party that has that has become single issue focused on it could be guns, it could be abortion. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Those are the two big things. Oh, and, and taxes, lower taxes, right? All the other craziness they don't care about. You could be the, the most evangelical Christian morality type person and you care so much about abortion that you're not going to that you're going to vote for Donald Trump, even though he's, you know, for marriages and cavorting with porn stars. And it's all it's all because they get the one issue. Right. And Mark, we're not like that. Oh, we didn't get health care quickly enough. So then 2010 happens and we're screwed for <laughs> going on 22 years now, 12 years now. 2002, because people then weren't happy that we didn't get that Obama didn't get healthcare done quickly enough. I mean, this is the fundamental problem with the left is that we want to find excuses to not vote, to be angry, to be disillusioned. They have their eye on the ball and they don't take it off no matter how messed up their party is. And it's working for them. So there's also an argument that Biden 
needs to do more. And the reason he can't is because he doesn't, in terms of this, this gun violence issue, but the reason he can't is because he and the Democrats don't really want to do anything to mobilize the right. If he does too much. I mean, what can he do? I mean, what, what, what is there to do? That's the part well, I don't understand. It's 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 we don't have a functioning majority in Congress and we have a Supreme Court that will squash anything. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you, but what, can, no, no, what no, could no. he do? Because maybe I don't maybe there's things I don't know about. So there 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 are some in, in the overall coalition who are, who've been arguing for some time that he should establish establish a White House office on gun policy, so to speak. Um, and the, the reasons they give, they don't want to do this because they think that'll mobilize the right, that he should do like Obama did and and hold a White House summit on gun violence. Don't want to do that. And then some in, the, in that coalition would also argue there's still several executive order type things he could do. I'm not well versed on all of them, but there are still some things he could do in those three areas at least um, that some feel would actually mobilize more to the polls rather than say, as president, I'm completely helpless. I mean, what I'm hearing is establish a blue ribbon commission. And we know, I mean, <laughs> establish commissions don't do crap. And it, the problem is that nothing that they could come up, we know the solution. There's no like secret sauce here that we need to divine. I mean, we could just look to Australia and we can look to Scotland. I mean, countries have responded to school shootings by by severely curtailing the ownership of weapons of mass death. And it works. You can even look at a map of states with stronger gun restrictions like New York and California. And yeah, massacres happen in our states. They, they just happened in New York State and Buffalo, right? Uh, we had several in California over the last several years. We have less than in states like Texas and Florida and Alabama, Mississippi that have almost no gun restrictions. Gun restrictions work. So a commission does nothing if we don't have the legislative majorities, right? So then there's a the question, and this is, this is where maybe you're getting at, would having a commission um, turn out more of our vote? I would argue no, because our <laughs> they would focus twenty four seven. The Fox News, Newsmax, all their all their you know all their media outlets would focus twenty four seven on how Biden is scheming to take away your guns, and we have nothing on our side to counter that. So this commission would get what a you know fifty word blurb on CNN.com. That would be it. Nobody, I mean, Mark. People don't know what's going on, you know, much, le much less a commission. What we need to do, and now I would argue Biden can make the case, and we'll see how that case evolves, you know, on abortion and, and gun control and, and all the, these other issues, voting rights, that there's going to be a case that needs to be made electorally to get our people out to the polls. He, can, he should say that. He can say that. I mean, what you do is you micro-target, right? I mean, you, you run ads in Democratic areas or Democratic strongholds in, in swing states saying, are you tired of this gun stuff? This is, this is the way to do it. But you, you target it towards, this is what the right has done forever. I mean, 
we're in an anomalous place where they can't keep their mouth shut anymore. But for decades, they had their dog whistle politics, right? They, 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 they messaged their extreme agenda specifically targeted to their people so that the general public didn't hear it. I mean, we can do that. There's nothing stopping us from doing it. But a White House commission that literally has no power to do anything because of Congress and the Supreme Court um, doesn't, doesn't, to me, is would just be, I don't know, it, it would maybe make somebody feel good, but it's not actually accomplishing anything. What we need to do is we need to win the election. We need to hold the House. We need a, we need a mansion in cinema-proof Senate. So we need 53 seats. And we need to be, or 52 actually can do it. And, uh, and then we can talk about expanding the court because this court, it's broken. It, it's, this court is, is not a credible, um, it, it's not a valid court. In, in fairness to those making the case, I just want to be very specific. The demand is to establish a White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Right now, it's being run out of the domestic. This issue is being tackled within the domestic policy council, and it's mixed in with every other important issue. The those who, and these are the folks who got the eight billion dollars, approximately. I think I may have that figure a little bit off. That, that is being allocated. That was in the budget to be allocated to on the ground violence intervention groups, community groups. Very important in their dialogue. They've asked for a White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, nothing like that has ever existed before. I respect your point that even that may be symbolic, but they definitely aren't asking for a commission. They they feel like yeah. this needs to be a full-time concern. But yeah, I hear your point. I mean, that, that, if it's an office, Fox is going to go after it. Uh, this will I mean, be the office where your guns. Yeah, we, we, we saw we saw how the White House, you know, the Obama White House released a report on white on white militias, domestic terrorism. Right. And, and they sat there and they harped on that. It was a report, not an office, a report that was accurate and has has basically we've seen it all play out. Right. Everything about it. Right. White terrorists. Domestic terrorists. And they acted like, oh, you know, Obama's coming after white people that disagree with him. Right. And they 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 created they helped create that. So why give them why give them an office that's symbolic? Literally would be symbolic unless you can give me. I mean, again, I don't know the issue intricately. Right. But politically, there isn't a single person that is on the fence that will vote for Democrats this November if there's an office of gun prevention Blah, blah, blah. People don't know. People, people, bear, half the people don't know that the Supreme Court already basically um, banned Roe v. Wade, overturned it. Half the people still don't know that, right? And that was <laughs> all the news for a couple of weeks. Now we get, now it's going to, it hasn't officially happened. So there's a, maybe a little bit of an excuse there. But if people, if half America doesn't know that their abortion rights are about to be, you know, destroyed how are they going to know about some office in the white house that nobody really actually that has no power i mean to me it's it's a question of perspective and focus and we have a good message right now and it's not biden needs to create an office that it, i mean that's bureaucratic the message is we need to ban guns and maybe not ban guns but severely curtail <laughs> right 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 yeah, and, I think they I think they'd be low to say ban. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to say Ben, so, right? So, so, so and it's not ask, even necessary. Your hunting rifle. Nobody, very few people get killed with hunting rifles. All right, let them have hunting rifles. There, you, your right to bear arms is, is it, you can have a hunting rifle. You can't walk yeah, into a school with a hunting rifle, right? You know, big old hunting rifle. And, and you know, that sport, I don't think anybody's really opposed to that. So is, is civics polling on anything since these latest oh, incidents? We've been, yeah, we've been tracking, we've been tracking the gun control um, issue since the beginning of civics. So it's, we, we got nine years worth of data. And what you see after everyone, you can go to civicswithaq.com. You can look up the gun control question. It's public. After every massacre, support for gun control goes up. And about two months later, it's back down to baseline. And this is why the, you know, the NRA and the Republican Party and gun nuts are like, don't politicize it. Let's let's, you know, let's take a step back. We can't let passion. So because they know all they need to do is run out the clock. So this bipartisan group of senator, these these supposed Republicans that are seriously considering gun legislation, they are full of crap. It's the playbook to just run out the clock because people will eventually move on to other things. Our attention span is not, we don't have Fox News to sit there and harp on this 24 seven in a way that actually moves the broad political conversation. Unfortunately, they can harp on for four years about the, the Obama report on white nationalists. We can't even talk yeah. about 19 kids getting murdered for more than a few weeks before the nation moves on. Heck, might even move, move on now that the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial uh, verdict was announced. Because that's, that is going to capture everybody's uh, attention. So so looking at, so um, up until May 18th, which was the Buffalo incident. And then you have the Uvalde incident. Well, actually they were both pretty much the same. But prior to that, 49% favor gun control, 46% opposed. Now on civics with the Q, 54% in favor, 41% opposed. So you're right, it goes up some. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic, but you can see, right? It looks, it looks like an arrowhead, right? After every, after every right. major, uh, gun massacre you know the support goes up and then it just whittles back down the baseline over time by the way the buffalo shooter uh, at, at this time or just yesterday just hours ago has been indicted by a grand jury on a terrorism charge good. so just want everybody to know that um good good but but what does it say though, Marcos, that it just goes up and down again? Are, are, is are we as a society just getting too numb to this? That's my concern. It seems like to some ex- extent we are. Yeah, no, I mean it takes it takes a a, a mass number of of school children really to move the needle again. 
I mean, if we look at the numbers, the Buffalo didn't really move the numbers and there's a, you know, we, we have a massacre every couple of days, you know? So yeah, it's, it's become the norm. So it takes like a Newton style or, you know, or this one down in Texas, this is what it takes now to really shock people back into paying attention to the, to the, to the issue of guns and the problems of guns. But then again, Give it two weeks, uh, sorry, two months, and and we'll be back to baseline. And so you have Joe Manchin saying, "Oh, everybody, you know, I, things are different this time." He said literally the exact same thing after Newton, after the Sandy Hook uh, massacres. He literally said the exact same. Oh, this time feels different. It's not different. Uh, and as long as he and cinema uh, and and cinema refuse to eliminate the filibuster to do something about it, because he was saying, Mark, I don't know if you saw. Joe Manchin said, I would do anything to pass, you know, stricter gun control. And they said, oh, okay, so you'll, you'll eliminate the filibuster. He's like, no, 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 not that. Right? So they're all full of crap. They're all full of crap. And they aren't going to do, they aren't going to make it happen. And, and I, I won't understand, you know, I had, I had Ellie Mistel of the nation, right? I, I think he, you know, his book, by the way, uh, <laughs> um, have you read his book, Mark? Uh, it's called uh, yeah, Alami yeah, Retort, The Black Eyes Guide to the Constitution. It's, it's, I'm just blown yeah, away by this book. He's it's been on here so to talk good. About it. Yeah. So I had him on the brief this week and this Tuesday. And, uh, and I asked him, like, okay, how did the Supreme Court decide that the words a well-regulated militia, like, disappeared? Because we're talking about these, uh, you know, Clarence Thomas, you know, Alito, Scalia, you know, they're all, they're all strict. Um, they're, they're originalists, right? It's what the founding fathers meant. And we're going to look at the, at the words of the Constitution and we're going to interpret them literally. All right. So, okay, here's the Second Amendment. It says, well-regulated militia. What part of anybody can have a gun anywhere they want have to do with either well-regulated or to militia, nothing. And he's like, they didn't even bother trying to explain that. They didn't even bother. Well, you know, and Scalia even acknowledged those, those three words in his Heller opinion. He even Scalia acknowledged, now regulated is in here. He didn't go into what that means and what it should mean. But in his opinion, his landmark opinion for the first time in history, where he said the Second Amendment establishes, this is the first time the Supreme Court has ever said this, establishes an individual right to bear arms. He did acknowledge that regulation was in the amendment and still nothing has been done about it. And we won't even get into the, the how that amendment it really came about because it was an amendment to prevent slave insurrection, y'all. And there's, there's a Supreme Court decision that, should have came down this week, but didn't because the Supreme Court realizes that politically was probably not the right time to do it, but should be coming in the next couple of weeks. That will probably throw out New York State's uh, big part of New York State's gun regulation regimen. Yeah, that that's and it's so it's only going to get worse. It's it's only going to get it's worse. Get worse until until we at the left realize that elections matter. That staying home is literally voting for Donald Trump's party and voting for more gun massacres and voting to take away your rights to abortion. And not just, you know, we've talked about it, Mark, taking away the right to abortion. 
what 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 um what Alito's doing is he's taking he's he took direct aim at the underlying foundation of Roe v. Wade, which is the right to privacy. And with the right to privacy, we lose the right to contraception, the right to gay marriage, uh, any gay rights, the right to interracial marriage. That is all on the explicit chopping block. And then people don't want to vote because Bernie Sanders didn't win the primary or neoliberal this or I, I, I just can't. Like our country's very core foundational freedoms are being systematically eliminated to the point where our democracy is literally at stake. We're not even, this is not even hyperbole. We were a Mike Pence away from a, from a coup to invalidate the last election result. Mike Pence, do we really want to depend? And there's not going to be, if Trump wins next time, there's no Mike Pence VP, right? It'll be like Michael Flynn. <laughs> it's going to be, there's, that's how weak the constitution is, how, you know, uh, weak, you know, how frail our democracy is. And to think that so many of our core voters aren't going to turn out just drives me crazy. So is, is that what, what let, let me let me say, ask this question first. With the, the fluctuation in the, the, the polling when it comes to mass shootings. Do you, you think that there's anything about these recent events that will sustain our side to actually realize, let's get out and do something once for all. Let's actually vote. That's what's going to make the difference. And should Biden also say that? Says something. Yes. I don't think he's good at all. Yes, yes, yes. That. See, yes. he says, I can't do anything, I can't do anything. Why doesn't he say, y'all, I know y'all want something done, but if we don't vote, and our vote does not lead to getting rid of the filibuster, A, B, C, and D, and also at the state level, changing laws. Mm -hmm. These deaths are going to continue to happen. It, I still would. I think there are others who still make the case. He doesn't even want to say that because of the fear of mobilizing the other side, which I think is too timid. Yeah. But one two-part question: Do you think that this is finally what's going to move people? These events. You say you don't want women. You want to protect babies that are in the womb, but you don't want to protect babies in school. Okay. So is this finally going to motivate people? And then shouldn't Biden just articulate it in just the way I said? I mean, I mean, he should. The re I'll tell you why they're afraid, though. I mean, there's a very simple reason Democrats are afraid. They have a reason to be. Because while gun control is supported by a majority of Americans, that majority does not vote on gun control. The minority votes 100% on gun control. So when you're talking about, oh, he's afraid to motivate them. Yeah, because we have never shown the ability, ability to actually motivate our side to turn out around the issue. So it's always a net negative debate. It should not be. Ideally, it wouldn't be. But until we can prove the, you know, the ability to turn out people to vote on the gun issue, it becomes, yeah, no, you're going to mobilize them. And then our people are going to be complaining that Joe Biden didn't pass Build Back Better, whatever the, the complaint of the day is, right? There's always something people are going to complain about. Um, and, and so that's that's sort of the challenge. And and so it's like it's like a, it's like an abused puppy, right? Like, you know, you raise your hand and they're going to flinch because that's all they know. And <laughs> 
I can't say it's it's an irrational thought. I would like to think that this is a time when that's no longer the case. Is that the? I don't know though. I mean, so that's that's the risk. Now, what I do think, Mark, is you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it, right? You gotta you gotta mobilize for people because in the end, the basic math is there are more of us than there are of them. If we were to turn out and vote in all these battleground states, we win. Texas, even there's more of us in them. If we were to turn out, we would win. And so we have to start building that unified case about why we have to vote Republican South. And it, it's about our, our rights. It's our right to li life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And you can't pursue happiness or be happy if you're dead because of a gun. There, there's, a, there's a narrative there. I'm not a message person, but there's a story to be told that talks about our, their, the fundamental Republican assault on our rights that this, this attempt to recreate the Russia-Putin oligarchy in this country instead of creating a society that's just, equitable, and, and free, free to live without fearing your children are going to get murdered in school tomorrow. Freaking terrifying. There's a case there. And Republicans are really good at, at, at appealing to fear. What bigger fear is there than your children dying? Like, can we create, can we, Step away. And this is, Mark, this is why the idea of a White House commission on gun, that's why it infuriates me, because it's the liberal thought that, oh, we're going to intellectualize this. We can't intellectualize this. It's us saying they are baby murderers, just like they accuse us of being baby murderers. We accuse them of being baby murderers. I mean, that's what I want to feel. And again, I'm not a message person. I don't know the exact words, right? But there's a way to build revulsion and anger as a way to motivate people to say, yeah, enough, enough. And it's not a White House commission. It's not that. I promise you it's not that. Hey. All right. Um, before we go, uh, uh, latest on Ukraine. More military equipment is arriving. It's helping, right? The, whew, man, the, the situation in, in Ukraine is, is pretty much stalemate. And uh, most of the fight is being done on the eastern Donbas front, which is uh, where, where Russia carved out a slice of separatist territory back in 2014. And um, what we know is that Russia can't push out of its supply lines, right? So it's just, they, they, they're basically still just 15, 20 miles from, from territory they held pr prior to the war, and they're stuck. Now, the thing is that every day, because these massive artillery battles, Ukraine's losing. Uh, President Zelensky just said yesterday that Ukraine is losing about 180 to 100 men a day with another 500 injured every single day on this fight, just on the Ukrainian side. By all indications, it's even worse for the Russian side. And so a lot of people are, are dying for a war in which Russia is advancing about half a mile a day. So Ukraine's strategy has been to contest every inch of territory, to bleed Russia dry, but that comes at a horrific cost to, to Ukraine itself. So they've been asking for um, more weaponry. Heavy artillery has come in, which has dramatically changed the equation already. Now we're gonna have MLRS coming in, multiple, which is rocket artillery, 
And Mark, I know rocket artillery better than most because that's what that was my job in the army. So when we're talking about rocket artillery, this is this is what I did for three years when I was in the army. And um, so that's going to start to come in. But the training is going to take three weeks. We're, we're not going to see it in action for at least another month, likely closer to two months. But once that is in theater, that's when that's when everybody hopes that Ukraine can start actually looking to retake lost territory. Um, it's long range. It's devastatingly effective, and uh, it outranges almost all anything that Russia has, other than its air force. And its air force is it's a paper tiger. So, um, but we're still we're, the whole. <laughs> I think the whole bottom line to everything I just said is that. For the next at least two months, it's going to be a bloody stalemate with horrific losses on both sides. And uh, uh, and for Ukraine, I think they're okay with that. They're, they just need to run out the clock till all this equipment comes in and they train up the reservists. Yeah, yeah. Also, and thank you for the update. 20-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? Happy Holy anniversary. Crap. <laughs> thank you. Uh Damn, Daily Cuz is a generation old. It's unbelievable. And it's something. Yeah. Woo. And uh, Mark, I don't How's feel that feel? old. <laughs> I don't feel that old. You are. You don't look. You know. No, we're not old. We. No, we're not old. old. We are. We are experienced. <laughs> we are experienced. Um, it's it's it's. I mean, it's amazing. And and I'm I'm always really grateful just to to my community and and you know my readers because. Um, the web in general, I don't know if you've noticed, but websites in general are really losing, losing ground to apps, right? To social media. So Facebook, Twitter, these are all appified. Reddit, uh, appified. And uh, in fact, it's doing everything to get people off the website itself, right? The web itself has become a bit of a mess. Million, you know, it just, it's hard to navigate in a way that apps are not hard to navigate. So a lot of my early colleagues, bloggers, writers, you know, they, they, you know, their sites either disappeared or they went on, got gigs at other news outlets. And, and so Daily Coast is, is one of the very few of those original old school blogs that is still around and it's still relevant. And, you know, I get 10 million visitors every month, unique visitors a month. And so it's just, uh, our email list has uh, almost 4 million people on it. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing that loyalty in a world where that loyalty is very uncommon. And I don't forget that. And I don't ever stop appreciating the, the, the luck and the, the honor I have to, to be fighting this fight for the soul of our country with the most amazing people possible. So it's, it's, and Yeah. It, and we're, I just want to say we're, we're blessed to have you and we're blessed to have Daily Coast and more. It's interesting. I still find people every day like, I, you know, I bump into people every day that say they listen to the show. I never knew. But I, you'd be surprised some of the people who follow Daily Coast regularly. And I'm just finding I just found out that my son's grandfather, my ex-father-in-law, we still keep in touch. He reads Daily Coast every wow. day. Cool. A, a, a 76, 77 year old African American man. Yeah. He's sending me, I said, which he sent me a Daily Coast. So you read Daily Coast? I said, yeah, man, I don't miss it every day. We just never talked about it. <laughs> uh, so, so 
Cool, cool. And I, and I know that in the, the 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 desert of real information, of course, people would. And so glad to know that, folks, if you haven't had the opportunity to invite someone in your family or one of your loved ones to check out Daily Coast, please do. It is, and you know, Marcos never really has liked me to say this, but I still say it. Uh <laughs> Cause he's, you know, he's objective about people getting information from multiple sources. But um, if you didn't read anything but Daily Coast for a week, you would still be one of the most informed people about what's going on in the world and in the news. And, and I, honestly, you know, don't take my word for it. Do like the guy, remember the guy who ate McDonald's for like a whole week or a month or two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do anything like that that's dangerous this is less dangerous just just do daily coast for a week and you will be you you'll be fulfilled in fact even more fulfilled and you know as you all know several weeks ago we had the the blessing and the honor of having mark sumner here who also gives you we talk to marcos every week but talk to people like mark sumner so you can see the breadth of journalism that's taking place there we've had joan mccarter on in the past uh, uh, Carrie Ellevels, who co-hosts the brief with him. So th- there's 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 still journalism going on in some places um, that isn't you know charging you an arm on a leg and trying to get clickbait. Like you know you you go to New York Times, you're going to get that notification when you're going to subscribe and all that. You don't want to because it's been free for ten years. Why are we subscribe now? But but um, this is something that we need to see and hear and read for ourselves, from our perspective, that is still objective, all right? And and it is the truth. So that's my pitch once again. And I'm not just saying that just to be saying it. Um, it it's it's healthy, folks. It's, it's liberating. It's salvific. Um, because it's, sometimes you just need to know that there are people who even think like you do. Yeah, you know, people, people will say people, I, Mark, I truly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart, really love you and everything you're doing. And I coming from you, that means a lot to me. Um, People say, aren't you preaching to the choir? Right. And, and one is, is if preaching to the choir was bad, then there'd be no need for churches. I mean, it's, it's community, it's, it's kinship, it's, it's culture, it's, it's, uh, it's spiritual rejuvenation, right? I mean, it's the same sort of sentiment. It's, it's being with your people fighting for or believing in the same thing. But it, it also, and I appreciate you that you use the word objective because people sort of misinterpret objective as we need to get both sides of the story, right? But when one side of the story is, is Donald Trump's lies, it's not objective. That does not make it objective. Objective is getting to the core truth. And that is using uh, easily verifiable and uh, and uh, transparent sourcing, so we don't use we don't use you know unnamed sources or anything else. Like no, you you know exactly if if we can't get we can't get somebody to give you know give us their name, then it's useless for us because our community, our readers need to know exactly what they're reading, and 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 they can then evaluate the credibility of that. And and a lot of that, you know, when I cover the Ukraine war, a lot of the information I get comes from Russian sources, and you know everything's caveated. Ukrainian too, like, you know, it's just a war zone. Not only people are confused, they get, you know, there's a game of telephone. I heard from this guy who heard from that guy. And this is, I think what happened. And there's also 
misinformation and disinformation, right? So you got to sort of sift through that. And, and it's, it's looking at various sources and looking at satellite imagery and looking at videos that are geolocated on the map and to come up with a picture. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot harder than saying, Mr. Ministry of Defense, Russia, what happened today? And Mr. Ministry of Ukraine, what happened today? And then we're going to write a story. And that's the story, which is what you see in most media outlets, because that's objective. And that's not objective. No, that's getting two sides, two bullshit from both sides. No, no, we'll, right. we'll, we'll get to what's objective. We'll dig through. Yeah. It takes work and it's not easy, but I, people do appreciate it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., and and for those of us who are still real journalists who studied it, went to school for it, educated, you know, isn't like Margaret was saying in social media, the anybody can be a journalist. It's just like anybody can be a leader, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> anybody influencer. Can be an influencer, you know. Um this there's still real, and for those of you know, those of you who know what I'm talking about, who know what I'm talking about, what real journalism is. Uh, that's still going on at the Daily Coast. They're still holding up that bloodstained banner. So check it out, folks, uh, and you will be the better for it. And again, as well as the disclaimer here, Thursday Coast is just the cliff notes. It is not a substitute for the action. You know, remember how we always get the cliff notes and we feel guilty, read those big, <laughs> big words in yeah. front of me? This is not a substitute. For, and you would feel so guilty about doing it. Uh, but you had to. This is the Cliff Notes, so b please um, uh, check out Daily Coast. Happy anniversary uh, to Marcos, and we're thankful for his, for his insight. He's been here doing this with us for over a decade, so half the time he's, he's been here. So we appreciate the relationship, and we love him too. Thanks so much. All right. Love That's you. Thursday Coast. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.